then here comes Daddy Sam and the oh, IRS. Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam I, comes I in think and Ben's says, got a different relationship with him because he's <laughs> Daddy Sam. <laughs> Try to hide from him. Oh, no. um, <laughs> Welcome to the Full Scoop Podcast. Now even fuller than before. We got news, we got skits, we got banter. I'm your host, Alan Brown. Serving up stories with me today are Winston. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Got a great little story today about happiness. I, I heard there was a, a holiday or a, a special celebratory month. Looking forward to hearing about that. Mr. Ben, how are you doing? Pretty good, you? Doing all right. Doing all right. All set for this episode. And we got also Mr. Johnny Kelso. How you doing? Hey, Welcome back. what's going on? I have absolutely nothing for you guys other than my humor and smart attic remarks. Yourself. Okay, let's hope those are enough to carry you this this episode. <laughs> Thank you all for being here. We have our headlines back. We also have a very interesting full scoop, and it's about side hustles. Thank you all for listening in, and we'll head right into our weather report. So we've been talking about how climate change has caused some droughts and some really hot temperature. Uh, previously, we talked about London melting, but on the other extreme, we now have catastrophic flooding in Kentucky. It is flooded up to the attics in some homes. Like that is a level of flooding that they have never seen before. So the extremes on both sides are getting worse. Uh, I thought that it'd be really helpful this time, instead of just being pessimistic and talk about the bad weather, to provide a link, which you can find in the, in the show notes, to a, an article on how you can stop global warming. So little things you can do and little things you can maybe encourage your friends to do uh, in order to kind of curve the effect of global warming. Of course, they are most effective if we could all get on the same page. What was that? I heard something uh, like... Uh, <laughs> kill off half the population. Like Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> he saw it first. There's, there's a whole subreddit dude called uh, Thanos was right. That, that, that wasn't a question. I thought we all thought, knew that he was. Oh, oh, okay. Well, huh. speaking of uh, aliens... This past week, there was a big ball of fire that lit up the night sky in Texas. And there's videos of ring cameras and dash cameras and stuff cat catching the, the cool footage. But it really was uh, a huge, huge ball of fire. And it ended up being a, a uh, meteor. I feel like you're really skirting around the very easy Jerry Lee Lewis. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. <laughs> Honey, <laughs> you're just like oh, nope, nope. It was a gigantic ball of flame. It was a. It was catastrophic. <laughs> it was <laughs> not a great <laughs> ball of fire. No, what, what did you say? What was it? it was a, a meteor, UFO man. or a meteor? It wasn't like announced. I know we're gonna have a meteor shower, but this thing was it. it like preempted that meteor shower by you know a, by skies? a week, and so like there a lot of people didn't know what was going on. And it was seen in, in like, uh, half of Texas saw it. Oh, I saw um, it. I saw, I'll tell you, you right saw now, it. I saw it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I, I was, I was uh, coming out. You didn't know what I it was? tell you. Yeah, I knew exactly what it was. I've seen it, be I've Aliens. Seen it before. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were coming <laughs> back from I've me. seen it before. Aliens. <laughs> I drove to where the, their destination was and, and uh, hopped on with them. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I, was, I was actually, I was, uh, I believe I was leaving work. 
I was either getting to work or or leaving work. So it it was either in the morning or is that night? Uh -huh. So it was a twelve hour discrepancy here. Yeah, yeah, it's because I can't remember. So, uh, yes, I, I'm missing twelve hours of my life. <laughs> so it was aliens, is what you're saying? <laughs> no, I did see it. I sort of got. I was coming up to. So it was the highway, and I was coming out of work, and I I was barely coming up to stop to look both ways. There was another uh, coworker another in alien? front of me right? in in a vehicle. Oh. Yes, and I swear to God, I saw it coming in. I'm like, oh shit! I'm like, I'm I'm just thinking to my head, like, I hope this guy's seeing it. And I'm not just going crazy on my own, or I hope that's not a missile <laughs> coming to fuck us up. Eat it, eat it, eat it, oh, well, no. Like, oh, shit. This is how it goes. That's yeah, the big one. He, he put his head out the window, and, and he pointed, and he, and he gave the thumbs up. So I was like, okay, I'm not going crazy. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was it. We, we went about our lives. <laughs> we, it's a beautiful moment. We never moment, talked though. about it. <laughs> but yes, I did, I did see it. And actually... That's it. Like I, I said, it's not the first time that I see it. I've, I've seen it one more time, which that one did scare me. That was in the dead of night. It was probably 2 to 3 a.m. Uh, we were all just standing around, wasting time. And all of a sudden, uh, the entire landscape illuminates. As Legendary. clear as day. Yeah. As clear as day. Yeah, yeah, Turn yeah. around. We're like, what the fuck is going on? Look at the sky. And, and I could see it coming right at us. A giant ball of fire and i was like oh fuck that's it this is how this is how i'm gonna go and it just burned up in the atmosphere for it before it made entry and we were all just staring in awe for like a minute and all of a sudden we're like did you fucking see that it was kind of cool you should, you should have said no damn dead, you know what what happened was, guys no dude why, why does my ass hurt <laughs> uh, but that was the coolest shit i've ever seen yeah I've seen nice. shooting stars a lot, but never one like that. No, like, that really daylight. illuminated everything. I'm, I'm talking daylight. Yeah. That's scary. <laughs> well, this one was supposed to be, I think it was like the size of a car or something. Oh. Yeah. And, and I was wrong. It wasn't just Texas. It was Louisiana and Oklahoma as well. So it was, it was low. It was yeah. large. And it just like, you know, swiped at just the right angle that, a lot of people saw it. A lot of people caught it on videos. So we'll have a link to that. Yeah, this is. Uh, it was on Sunday, the twenty fourth, going into the twenty fifth. So if that was not the date that you're talking about, then you saw an alien, oh, sir. Shit, <laughs> I saw another one because I, I work. This one, according, is uh, Sunday at ten twenty four p.m. Yeah, that is that is exactly the time that I that I drive out out to uh, to go to work. Oh, okay, uh, okay. I was at the gate. I was at the gate, coming out of coming out. We we also had a, a few. We we have three active meteor showers. Uh, the Delta Aquarlitz Aquarlitz. I can't I can't say that properly. And then we have uh, these are going on, um, July twenty ninth thirty. So this past weekend, July thirtieth thirty one, and it'll peak on August eleventh and twelfth. Uh, the proceeds. So I can't say any of those words, but. We got three meteor showers to that we're kind of experiencing right now. So I don't know if they were just like stragglers of that same group, but yeah, that Sunday one, it was just, it was huge. So a lot of people saw it. I'm sure it was the Perseids usually begin mid to late July. So it might've been from that like group. A stragglers. Just, one of the, yeah, one of the bigger stragglers. Who names yeah. these? What? Well, the Perseids are named yes. because they're near Perseus, the constellation. I don't know about the rest. 
I don't know about the rest. <laughs> I don't know about the rest. I just know that. I was one. looking forward to the rest. Damn, I was, I was like, looking forward to that too. I was like, <laughs> no, actually, I think well, that's, that's why we got links. That's why we got links so uh, listeners can can look into that uh, article and find out more about all that stuff. Now, do y'all want to hear a little bit about uh, sports news? Let's hear it. For those of you who don't know, man, uh, Taisto Mietnin, he's he just became champion. That's right. Earlier Ooh. this month, Taisto won the annual Wife Carrying World Championship in Finland. The Wife Carrying World Championships have been held annually in Finland since 1992 and after a two-year absence because of COVID. And so what happens is there's this little obstacle course and competitors basically carry their wives in any way that they can. But there's now there's like strategies and stuff. So you carry your wife, either classic or fireman carry. Or there's like a, a hanging, so you wear the wife like a backpack. That's another method. That, uh, that's the one that Tasto uh, used to win. And um, basically, they uh, have to run this obstacle course. Whoever has the fastest time becomes a champion. It's really hot right now with all, you know, there's, with there's heat waves over there. But he managed to, to pull the win off. So, yeah, congratulations, Tasto. You do carry your own wife. I thought they assigned a random wife to you. No, you you carry your own wife. So there's a prerequisite to to getting. You into have the... to be married. Do you yeah. think this is one of those cases where it's okay to tell your wife, "Hey, are, are you gaining weight? Like <laughs> that's not okay. You got to lose that weight." Yeah, his, his wife was four foot two. <laughs> Both competitors have to be involved in the training. Really, she then runs the course with yeah. him on her back. That, that's the women's event <laughs> yeah to be fair that's, that sounds more extreme though the wife that the does husband. sound more extreme so props, props. <laughs> i was running with him and power my wife mode. all the time in this family but has she ever carried you yeah sometimes they get in a hole in emotionally yeah. yes <laughs> at least she carries a whole family actually is there a price for that oh there you go Oh my god, is well, this you gotta swim too? Taisto, no, we look right forward there. to I would drown. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, congratulations, Tasto. And uh, we're gonna look forward to him defending his title next year. They have to beat each other with their wives for the title. <laughs> oh my god, that's a different event. Uh, in our last story, actually, oh Mudvayne, for anybody that doesn't know, is this really uh, heavy band that kind of they yeah. went on hiatus for a while, now they're back on tour. The singer for Mudvayne fell off stage mid-performance and wow. I'm going to ask was, you I'm going to ask you to say what song what song was he singing when he fell off the stage this, I'm gonna this go can't with fucking Gage. be true there's no way he was singing not falling he was singing not falling <laughs> no yes, fucking way yes he was <laughs> oh my god not falling <laughs> and he fell no you're fucking lying to me it's not like he falls all the time either. So had he fallen off during any song, of course we would have made fun of him for having a song called Not Falling. But he <laughs> fell during that song. Wow. And like they say, do you uh, think it was staged? Stranger Than Fiction. Do you think it, do well, he you did think fall it was off the marketing? stage, but it was not staged. No, he hurt himself <laughs> a little bit. Age, no. no. The problem was it was staged. And he it fell was. off. <laughs> Certain angles uh, kind of say that he was probably trying to do like a just just put his foot on the edge so he could like scream over the crowd. <laughs> he fucking he misjudged. It, that was, misjudged. That was not staged. <laughs> no, it was not. I'm telling you. 
No. He's like, let me prop myself. Oh, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> He was, he was trying to do shit. that cool, like, like heavy metal singer singing in, in the crowd's face type right. of thing. Yeah, he should have just gone for the for the surf, the crowd surfing. Yeah, he should have like oh, flipped it into me. a surf. <laughs> what if that's what he tried doing and nobody caught him? Yeah, I think nobody <laughs> caught. Him. Nobody was ready for him. him. <laughs> He's okay. He's a little bruised, but uh, he tweeted later. I think that he was fine. The Zico's bruised. Let's move on to. The big story that you might have heard, uh, someone actually bought the winning ticket for the Mega Millions jackpot of $1.34 billion. So as of this recording, this is on Sunday, uh, the winner hasn't claimed the price yet, but I bet all ticket holders are going to be like double checking mm-hmm. their numbers. Like, damn, was it me? Was it me? No, it wasn't you. Okay, it wasn't you. Especially Especially people it, from Illinois. Statistically, if you're listening Louisiana, to this, it wasn't you. What? Illinois, no? Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, in yeah. Illinois. So um, this kind of this, uh, I, I had a question for Ben, uh, in charge of our business corner. Uh, 1.34 billion dollars. How would you recommend they invest the money? First of all, it sounds beautiful. 1.34 billion dollars. Beautiful. But now here comes the sad reality. No. They 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 can either spread it out over 30 years or you get a lump sum. I did a little bit of research, and no. if you get the lump sum. You only get seven hundred and eighty million dollars. Oh, that's oh, man. Oh, man. No. oh, that's uh, not enough. Why even bother? Wait, Why even bother? Yeah, Wait, I wouldn't even catch my just, ticket. That's just a that's just a lottery. <laughs> then here comes Daddy Sam and the oh, IRS. Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam I, comes I in think and Ben's says, got a different relationship with him because of Daddy Sam. Try to hide from him. Daddy Sam. So basically, they take about thirty five percent of your winnings. And then okay. because he won, because he won in Illinois, Illinois has a state tax. Or she, Illinois has a state tax too of five percent. After all said and done, that one point three four billion dollars turns out to be three hundred and forty million dollars in your pocket. Jesus Christ, I'm gonna you lose a billion dollars to taxes lottery. I think a good lawyer state. could could bump that up, maybe double. Well, here's a here's the thing: both state and uh, federal. Both take a good chunk of their cuts before you even get your money. So they, they, I think the federal was, takes twenty four percent of their thirty five before you even get your lump sum. That's well, then he just man. moved to Texas. But the winning ticket was done in Illinois. Oh, because like, uh, he bought it in Illinois, dude. Does that like, matter? That's, it's a, it's a the sale. Yeah, uh, the, the sale sale. happened. The sale happened in Illinois. So. You know, like when you buy something, they charge you the state's sales tax. Yeah, regardless. So that's that's what the the tax is on. I think. I mean, I'm pretty sure this person is still. And then happy there's income tax with three hundred and forty I mean, million dollars. He didn't already have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably paid only two dollars for that ticket. I mean, you said you said he's left with like three hundred and forty million. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, oh, that's nice. One million would be nice. Three hundred million. Oh, come Quiet. on, wow. man. That's life-changing money right there. You've heard already so many stories of people winning the lottery and yeah. blowing all their money <sighs> in the first Hookers and beer. How do you blow $340 million oh, I thought hookers and blow. Like. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's Very expensive how. blow. Very expensive. <laughs> Have you seen these hookers? The quality or quantity of hookers? Two fives or one ten? That's assuming that's a guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Why? Well, it it's, it, re- regardless, right? Regardless whether it's a man or a woman, like statistically, yeah. most lottery winners 
tend to blow it within five to ten years. Um, even too long. That's that's probably too long, but I don't have the actual statistics. So once I said statistically, I was like, uh, I had to double down. Something. You to broaden yeah. that up for the fact yeah. checkers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just going with my gut statistically, that sounds correct. <laughs> that's what I would do statistically. <laughs> I'd fuck it up. <laughs> for sake of argument, you have 340 mil. How much do you give to your family so they'll never ask you for money again? Nothing, or else they'll always ask you. Oh, it's golden nugget of wisdom. <laughs> That's a fact. That's yeah. a fact. You get a yeah. lawyer and you take their shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, three hundred forty million. Then, uh, how should this person invest it? Do you think? I think the worst thing you can do as a person is think you can invest it yourself. You need to start. Oh, a, okay, okay. Like you start. You start have. To, you start having to move money around and start assessing risks. Get money managers. Yeah. Get loan. Get a. Get like put it in stock, real estate, in different places. Start delegating that risk because three hundred and forty million dollars is a lot of money, but it can also be lost. It can, and, but at, once you have that amount of money, you can. You can literally live off of between one to five percent, which has some hedge funds will give you easily with a very low risk. Like that'll That's be what a I mean. lot of cash. Unless he, like unless you, you unless just, this person wants to buy Lambos, like every a Lambo for every. I week. mean, yeah, but right. which you could, you he, can do that the first got, year, right? You're gonna spend a million dollars to buy. He can buy fifty-two Lambos and still have enough money. Like, and, and then put the rest there, and the the, yeah. the compound interest is gonna, you know, that he could probably put. The amount of money he has, and then every all his earnings, only his earnings go to straight to his bank account. That's gonna yeah. be his his fucking spending limit, right. and it's still gonna be a shit ton. It's gonna be fucking you know maybe like five hundred thousand plus a year. No, way more than more than that. I'm just ballparking, you know, because like you know, we're doing, people are we're doing people very are conservative. Fighting, yes, man. People are fighting over. Here. Yeah, people are fighting over eighty to a hundred thousand a year. Saying, you know, that's like the upper end to, to be comfortable. Just to put it into perspective, like 5% at 334 million, you're looking at about 15 million a year in return. That's way more it. than fucking yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> at a very conservative 5%. Yeah. Because yeah. you get you yeah, buy seven to nine on some good, some good. I ones. want it clear that this was the first podcast to, to congratulate him. So, or her. <laughs> or they, they we're very respectful them, of them, this them, them, yeah. yes the binaries. and uh, we do need sponsors so thank you please <laughs> you see we encourage the 52 Lambos and like uh, response and, oh, whatever makes you happy you know, man whatever sponsor makes your you favorite happy. podcast you know the first one to shout you out yep. go for it right <laughs> <laughs> speaking of happiness Winston you had something for us on uh, uh, interesting celebratory month that that uh not many people have heard of, I would say. Yes, that's right. August officially marks Happiness Happens Month. Founded in August 1998 in Irving, Texas. Hey, give it up for Texas. The Secret Society of Happy People was created to share happiness. Their motto, Happiness Happens. It is that simple. In 1999, the society declared August 8th as Happiness Happens Day, which in the year 2000... I just like saying it like that. It sounds science fiction. Happiness Happens Day was expanded to include all of August, creating Happiness Happens Month. And so here um, we are. It is 
Officially, happiness happens month now in August. You can go and check out the Secret Society of Happy People's website for more information. I do want to make it clear, you know, this this isn't about creating a world of Stepford smilers here. You know, it's not just uh, smile through everything. No, the society does understand that life is not always happy and that people do go through a lot of grief and loss in their time. So the website is full August. of blogs. <laughs> not in <laughs> August. August, you put it, pull it, put that to the side. But the website is full <laughs> of blogs and articles designed to help people through these troubling times as well. You know, one oh, of their okay. missions is to help people not give in to the despair. So I challenge all our listeners every day this month, try to find at least one little thing that makes you happy. And we can all start right now. Let's talk about what makes us happy, guys. I'll go first. One thing that makes me happy is doing this podcast. I enjoy it. I'm with friends. I'm with family. Whatever nonsense I've gone through over work or on the week or whatever, I enjoy the time that we put into it to record and prepping and brainstorming, all of that. It's a happy time for me. What about you guys? I second that, man. I, I literally just had that that same conversation uh, with with uh, no, Alan. What? Two, yeah, two, days two ago? three days ago. Yeah, right? yeah. I was like, man, I've been out for almost a month, and I like, I feel wrong. You know, like, I need some some full scoop <laughs> in my life, and I need to get back to my rhythm. And uh, like, I was going crazy earlier, right uh, today too. I was like, I need to get my PC up and running. Mine's probably the easiest because I work at home, and so I'm spending a lot of quality time with my little girl, and and she's at the stage where like, like everything she says is cute, even when she's like throwing a tantrum. Like, we're sometimes my wife and I are like looking at her, we're trying not to laugh because she's like doing the the cutest, most cliche stuff. Like she she's like holding her arms and like pouting down. I'm like, dude, where do you learn this stuff? But that for me right now is uh, is is everything. So. This is fantastic because it's literally what I thought was going to happen. And I got to applaud Johnny's honesty. You know, most parents would say their children are what make them happy. And <laughs> <laughs> You're like, every, not every day. Not every day. <laughs> I miss you guys you know too what? much. You just <laughs> fucked me up because I was going to be like, you know what? Yes, you're absolutely right with that. But you're, you're saying that right now they're at that age. Uh, my... <laughs> Mine is about 15, my, my <laughs> oldest, and then uh, 15, 13, 10. 17, Johnny. Seven. seven <laughs> and, and, uh, you're, five. You're just, you're just and, shouting out prime numbers. <laughs> no, no, that's, well, that's where all my kids are. <laughs> because yeah, they're prime. But uh, they prime. have not grown out of that. They're still, literally, that still <laughs> happens every, every day, oh, all day. It's random shit, man. They, they don't grow out of that. You know, so that's always going to be there. I didn't want to. I didn't want to like just throw it at that because that's that's kind of like drifted into my background now. Like that's if I didn't have that, then I I, I wouldn't be like it wouldn't be my life. You know, I wouldn't be alive. So I, I just you know something that's out of the ordinary for me. I'm not saying that it's ordinary because it's fucking it's awesome. But they always you know it's it's constant. It's forever, a constant for yes for a long time. Yeah, it's a constant for you now. Yeah. Well, that that kind of puts you on the spot, Ben. Moving on. <laughs> Do you need a hug? Man, I was going to say oh. that uh, you're always, you're always like on the move with like new projects and stuff. New, like I, 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 had to, I don't know I how. to say though? Yeah. Like what makes me happy is the pursuit of happiness. Like wanting to find happiness is what's always pushed me forward. Like I can't tell you specifically like one thing or another. Like you said, like there's projects out there that 
I keep tackling on and off without going into detail, of course. But um, you know what I mean? It's like the constant motion forward is what makes me happy. Not, I think that the moment I'm stagnant is the moment where I start needing happiness. And, and you know. actually have the, uh, like the, the, the freshness of, of, of both of those feelings because, you know, you, you got injured earlier this year and you had to basically stay at home for a couple of, of months. Yeah, and that's exactly what I'm trying to say. It's like it wasn't the pain from the, from the injury that kept getting to me. It was the fact that I was just stagnant, that I wasn't doing anything either for mental progression or physical like benefits. I was just right. there like living like that i feel like that is what got to me more than than anything else yeah what does as they say what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and we hope to see you competing in uh mr olympia next year so you're back to training so right yeah i'm back to training already <laughs> Hell should be yeah. out there in 2023 all right <laughs> awesome well that was uh more illuminating and more therapeutic than i anticipated this to be let's take a quick break and when we come back we'll have the full scoop Hey guys, Mrs. Smith here. Today's true crime story shows that looks can really be deceiving. This is the story of the dead house landlady. Dorothea Puente looked like a sweet old lady and even insisted on others calling her grandma. She was warm, welcoming, and took in those in need of care. She was the landlady of a boarding home that would turn into a murder house. This is a disturbing story of the dead house landlady. Dorothea Puente was born Dorothea Helen Gray on January 9, 1929 in Redlands, California. Sadly, Puente didn't grow up in a stable family environment. By the age of nine, she had lost both her parents and was sent to an orphanage. Puente struck out on her own when she was only 16. As innocent as Puente appeared later in life, her past was filled with run-ins with the law. In 1948, she was found guilty of forging checks and became a convicted felon at the age of 19. In 1960, she served 90 days in jail for owning and operating a brothel under disguise of a bookkeeping firm in Sacramento. In 1970, Puente opened her first boarding house in Sacramento. Social workers in the 1970s looked upon Dorothea Puente and her boarding house with admiration. Puente had a reputation for taking in people considered, quote, tough cases, such as recovering alcoholics, drug addicts, and the mentally ill. But behind the scenes, Puente had embarked on a path that would lead her to murder. She lost her first boarding house after being caught signing her own name to tenants' benefit checks. In the 1980s, she worked as a personal caretaker who drugged her clients and stole their valuables. By 1982, Puente was sent to prison again for her thefts, but was released just three years later. Then, Puente opened up her second boarding house. There, she soon returned to her old tricks. Puente took in so-called, quote, shadow people, people who were homeless without close family or friends. Their disappearances went unnoticed for years. On November 11, 1988, police inquired after the disappearance of tenant Alvaro Bert Montoya, a disabled man with schizophrenia who had been reported missing by his social worker. After noticing disturbed soil on Puente's property, they uncovered the body of a different tenant, Leona Carpenter, age 78. 
seven bodies were eventually found buried on the property. After a thorough investigation, Puente was charged with a total of nine murders, including her boyfriend, 77-year-old Everson Gilma. According to the investigators, most of her victims had been drugged until they overdosed. Puente then wrapped them in bedsheets and plastic lining before dragging them to open pits in the backyard for burial. Puente was convicted for three of the murders, although the jury could not agree on the other six. Under California law, Puente received a life sentence without the possibility of parole. For the rest of her life, she maintained her innocence, insisting that all of her boarders had died of, quote, natural causes. Dorothea Puente herself died in prison of natural causes on March 27, 2011, at the age of 82. For those of you that don't know, this is actually um, covered in this show, this Netflix show called Worst Roommate Ever. And uh, there's actually a series of four or five episodes, and they're all really interesting. So, yeah, if you like the story of Dorothea Puente, uh, go ahead and check out Worst Roommate Ever on Netflix. It was, uh, it was pretty good. That's the recommendation of the week, actually. Did you, uh, did you watch it? Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw all of them like I, I just meant to watch the first one and and then it just yeah I just had to binge watch the whole thing so they're they're different they're not all that I don't want to spoil it for anybody but yeah like there's they have different aspects to each each like it's called the worst roommate ever so each each one has a different aspect for why they're the worst ever and yeah some some uh, I guess some cautionary tales in, embedded in those stories as well. Listeners, it is time for the roundtable segment, our full scoop topic. Today, we are talking about the side hustle economy. And so, you know, these past weeks, we've been talking about inflation. And on last week's episode, it came up again. I'm sorry I missed it. I had a bunch of comments. I wanted to say that, yeah, I've been feeling it in my groceries as well, which was mentioned, uh, I think, by, by Richard and by Jesse. So, yeah, I think, I think many people are feeling it in their groceries. And I have definitely been searching online myself for ways to make money on the side. I've been looking for my side hustle. And some recommendations include starting a blog or a YouTube channel or a podcast. And to be honest, I, I can see it working, but it's definitely a long-term strategy. Uh, just for reference, our current revenue is about a nickel and our operating costs are a dollar. So we're not kidding when we say we really value our listener support. Now, I wanted to do some research on this, and according to Google search trends, the, the search term, side hustle, has really become popular starting in 2013. Then we saw a spike in the last half of 2020. Of course, the pandemic was uh, a lot of the, the cause for that, um, forcing people out of their primary jobs, and then they kind of had to look for something else. Uh, but in 2022, with its record inflation, is, is showing the highest number of uh, search search uh, entries for that term. So 2022, we're peaking on side hustles. And it turns out that 45% of Americans have a side hustle, which equals to around 70 million people. So with that in mind, with side hustles becoming so prevalent, I kind of wanted to, to find out from you, from you guys, do you currently have a side hustle or have you thought of starting one? Uh, I actually have a question regarding a side hustle. What is i don't know if i want i don't know if the word legality is the right word mm-hmm. but in terms of like this does not qualify as income and what does daddy sam think about 
that, you know, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of these side hustles are not necessarily declared or maybe they are. Maybe I'm, maybe yeah. that's just me, but uh, I don't, I don't think it, it, it matters. I think it could or, or it couldn't. You right, know, like if your side hustle is mowing the yeah. lawns, I'm not going to fucking tell Uncle Sam. I'm going to keep those 20 bucks and right. <laughs> buy my food. But in, in, in technical terms, anything over $600 in a year, you're it's technically supposed to report supposed it in. To. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's good to know. But I mean, if you made less than $600 in a year on your side hustle, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, it's no, 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 not necessarily. Not necessarily. I feel like those $600 a year might actually help out the right family right you know we, it's 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 great maybe that, he's you know, not but, he's not very needy he just uh, you know what that's my weekend spending money you know it's for the bar yeah you know when, when i used to when i used to to do the lwa you know i make you know a few dollars here you know my 20 to 40 bucks would be a a good night and that was once a month you know mm -hmm. we'd have better shows and and you know i, I might pull in a little extra but Honestly, you know, would those six hundred dollars would have been great. Would you call it your side hustle, though, or did you I do mean, that because you enjoyed doing it? it I, oh, absolutely, absolutely. I enjoyed. I absolutely enjoyed doing it. I did enjoy. I feel doing like a it. side hustle is something you need. You need to do. You're motivated because I need a side hustle. I gotta. You know what? Uh, I need to make some ends meet, and I need. So it's to more of a necessity. Yeah, it's can more I, of a can necessity. I, can I interrupt real quick? Because I actually have yeah. answers to a, the, there's different branches of, of the Stand conversation them. here. So. In terms of uh, the legality that you were asking, it seems that most people, or that not most people, I won't say that. I'll say that a lot of people are actually looking to do things in a legitimate way. Uh, we have a link for this so people can actually look at the, the stats. But essentially, there there's 300 million people registering LLCs uh, versus corporations. So the survey seems to be that the, a lot of those people are saying that I'm self-employed or I don't have any employees which you can then infer means, okay, they're starting a business where it's just them. And so that's them starting a side hustle. And then to the other point about, about the hobby, it does seem that most side hustles seem to start from a hobby that then people figure, okay, I've been doing my job and it's no longer making ends meet for me. So what about this hobby that maybe I've gotten so good at that I can now charge people for? Like sneakerheads. Like sneakerheads, like, like people flipping like uh like shoes yeah. and sneakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's become a very big thing about about side hustles. Yeah, because your, your inventory is there. People love the shoes, and they just end up making money out of it. Making right, right, right. So it it can be a hobby, and so and and I agree with that too. Like six hundred bucks a year. Like let's say someone's keeping under that limit. That's about fifty bucks a month. So sometimes all you need is fifty bucks to like pay for something extra, pay for a subscription of something. And that could be your side hustle. If it's a hobby that's barely turning into your side hustle, you might be at that point. Then once you start, you're, you get to the point where you're making uh, a couple grand extra a year, then yeah, you're, you should be considering registering an LLC so that you can then turn it into, into something bigger if, if that's what you need. So that's all of that is kind of mixed into this conversation, but. I, my, my side hustle is, is tattoos. Oh, that's right. right. Oh, that's right. You, you, I, I don't think you mentioned I'm, that uh, on the show. I, know, I, I haven't. I, ha I haven't mentioned it for a while. But yeah, I, I'm still. I'm still doing them. I'm still trying them. And it is though I do enjoy it and I do like it. It. My intention was never a hobby. It was always to make money. And right. as the way I feel now, and not only 
is my intention for it to be a side hustle. It's my intention to develop it within the next 12 years, which is what I have uh, to put in before I can retire from my primary job. Right. And hopefully within the next 12 years, I can retire and actually live off of that. Right. And right. You know, then, your, it, your then it will be more of, a, more of a, a hobby hustle where I'll right. be getting my retirement and that's just going to be some extra cash for me. And so far, I the way I feel like my skill limit, skill level where I'm at, I'm charged between uh, twenty to thirty dollars an hour, and mm-hmm. but I have received between eighty to one hundred and twenty dollars an hour from what they think it's worth. Right, right. Wow, that's Amazing. what I'm working on. I, I have a lot more clients. Uh, yeah, it's just it's been hard with with work right now and. Finding the time is is probably the biggest. I get out and I'm so tired. I don't I don't want to do anything. Most of our clients mm. are people that I work with, so we both get out feeling the same, or we'll yeah. feel the same way just on alternate days. Like when I'm down, he's tired. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's down, I'm tired. It's uh, it's really hard finding uh, the clients to to line up with the way I feel after I get out of work. But right. I, I feel like that's just uh, I need more motivation. Really, I mm-hmm. need to push it harder. That's on. I think that's on my end. I need to be right. more open with my clientele. Awesome. Mrs. Smith and I have actually discussed starting a photography business. I still have all these lights, have all my camera equipment, and we've actually discussed of maybe starting a, a little side hustle photography. Uh, you know, doing it's already there. Like, yeah, it's already yeah. exactly. It's stuff yeah. I've already what got. You got. I we've got cameras, we've got backdrops, I've got lights, we have space. So it'd be something pretty easy to kind of transition into, you know, doing it maybe like, you know, maybe on weekends or something like quinceañeras, graduation Do you work pictures. Photoshop? No, I don't. She does. I would be yeah. in charge of photography. Team effort. And, yeah. And she go. can do all the editing and all that stuff. So that we thought about it and we said, that actually sounds pretty good. And something we want to look into and that we've even looked into, you know, setting it up legitimately but I think it'll, it might start off kind of like how Alan mentioned. You know, it starts off as like a little hobby you do here and there. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Start building up a, yeah. a good Yeah, you got to build your rapport, build your skills yeah. before you can run with it. Definitely. Uh, ben, do you have a side hustle? A few. You have, a, you have a main um, hustles. You have too many main hustles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just have hustles. That's it. Just hustle, baby. <laughs> Never half-ass something. <laughs> always whole-ass. Uh, I think one of the one of the, mo- the biggest projects that I'm excited about at the moment is uh, Hemp Passion, the the CBD company that uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, buddies and I have okay. started. So we actually like produce the CBD gummies, manufactured everything. Yeah, but we've been we've been doing it for a couple of months. Obviously, my injury put a pause on us uh, for this year, but we're starting to get uh, some strategies going and get everything going so start off the year really hard and hopefully turn into a, a big business not just bonus a side Some- and vending machines i have a few vending machines <laughs> <laughs> vending ma- oh but i was like i thought you were going to put your products into vending machines like, <laughs> oh no <gasps> that's not i think bad. we're like, there I yet was like that's that's cool some people are embarrassed of like going into a place and and buying something like that they get a chance to be alone and oh, come change into a vending machine and run away <laughs> i'm sure there's a, a a niche for that i'm pretty sure the guy that invented the the condom vending machines had the same breakthrough ideas as you are having exactly. right now exactly <laughs> in, in the bathrooms 
Because they're they're outside and they're cheaper <laughs> by the box. <laughs> Do I really need? I would well. never trust those, man. Oh, no. How long have they been there? What? And what temperatures? <laughs> you. <laughs> I don't hey, know, man. man. As long as you're not embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing that matters. <laughs> but I would, I would, I would go for the. Uh, the novelty ones that <laughs> would come with the range. They glow in the dark. Rather. They glow in the yeah, dark. Ones. <laughs> the seventy-five cent ones, man. <laughs> Whoa! Hey, oh, it's muy chingón. Yes, yes. How many kids do you have? <laughs> I, I would skip out on the condoms and just go straight for the cockery. <laughs> Clearly, I guess didn't work. That answers your question. <laughs> Buy the box. Should you trust? Should you trust the vending machine condoms? <laughs> Uh, do condoms have a lifetime warranty? Uh, <laughs> I don't think they have any warranty. <laughs> it literally says on the box, did not guarantee for shit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, what about you, Alan? Do you have any side hustles? Hustling us right now. We just stole our hustles. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes because I, I am looking for side hustles. <laughs> Oh, so um, now you steal I, I deal muscles. a little bit of uh, yeah. I'm a I'm a steal, so uh, watch out. Uh, no, I I was doing a little bit of uh, freelancing on on Upwork, and this is this is a hobby that turned into a a, a side hustle because I was just recording uh, impressions and putting them on on YouTube, and then I started to to look at other websites where people are looking for voice actors and this falls into the category of making less than six hundred dollars a year because i i've only had two or three clients so far because i haven't really been putting too much effort into it now i'm thinking of of uh doubling down but uh so far this year like just two or three clients and they're not for anything like anything big but like my first client asked me to do like i think it was like 10 15 minutes of audio and I got 75 bucks and I was like, nice. this is, this is, uh, I could do this. Like if there's a bunch of little projects like that, that I could piece together, I mean, work a couple, a couple of hours, uh, in total a month that equal a couple hundred dollars. Like that's, that's all I need yeah. really. So that'd, that'd be cool. yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Unfortunately, like the, the, like the project that I'm talking about right now, it's not even like, it's not anything public. It's not, um, anything that goes on TV. It's, and so I can't like share it with you. It's just a skit to train. I don't know if it was doctors, but to train like medical professionals on implicit bias. So somewhere out there, like more, my voice is in a training module that someone like clicks on nice. and skips real quick because they read the text <laughs> I, and then just. I'm going to get one. Like, I'd be sitting at work and be like, that fucking sounds like Alan. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Did you record this shit? <laughs> Hey, but how many voice. how many years have, voice? <laughs> how many years have we been uh have we been trying to come up with Ellie? side hustles selling right <laughs> like we always yeah. have something like a woodworking we built some tables some chairs and yeah. i think we ever sold anything i think i still right. have like two of the, all the, the equipment items that we've done i have all the equipment just sitting there uh what else all uh, oh, the the computers or the the, the arcade uh, machines, the pie cades, the pie cades was the thing. I, yeah, I finally ended up finishing one, and then I think my 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 uh, Raspberry Pi crapped out on me before I no. could even sell it. And I was like, I'm not going to buy another 
Raspberry Pi and, and rebuild this thing. And uh, I got rid of it. But like we've always had that in mind. Dude, yeah. What What is our next side hustle or what What could we do? We Well, we, we even started bit, bit mining when we should have stuck with it. Yeah. <laughs> we pulled out and fucked that yeah. up. <laughs> I think that was our, our worst fuck up. As had we just sat on whatever was there, we'd well, be very well, It would have been right a now. roller coaster because it did, it did go way up and then it yeah, know, but, recently came crashing down, right? But had we sat on it, like... Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, it still, it went down, but it's, it has never gone down to what it was when we started. No, right? you're right, because actually I have a little, I have a little doohickey that installs on my, on my bar. So it's $23,276 per Bitcoin right now. It was in the hundreds when we were looking Yeah, it at was it. in the hundreds. Uh, Jesus. Shut up. I, I try not to think about it, okay? No, because I had like 87, <laughs> I think I had like $87 on, in my wallet. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say 87 Bitcoins. I was like, what? No, not, not Bitcoin, but 87, no, $87, like $87 dollars worth, worth of Bitcoin. Of Bitcoin, which was just a little bit 20, less than one Bitcoin. 10, 20, 12. Which means I, I'd be like, you know, $19,000 into it right now. Had I just left it there and not like cashed it out and been like, you know what? These 80 bucks, I can buy some beer with that. What, what I try not to think about is the software wallets that I installed on like my not my previous computer, the but ones like you can't three get computers back. away. The ones that I can't get back. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't Bitcoin. It was Ethereum, but it was Ethereum when it was like 20 bucks. Jeez. When no one was looking at Ethereum. So there's, there's that, people sitting I try on not wallets to like that, that that have millions. <laughs> they can't get it. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> sad. Well, we're supposed to be celebrating Happiness Month, guys. Be happy. Be happy for the $80 worth of we beer do. you bought. <laughs> yes, just with your side hustle note. money. Yeah, it's just side hustle money, baby. Winston, do you want to close it out for us? I think one big takeaway from this is actually something that Johnny mentioned earlier in that, you know, for some people, they need the side hustle financially. And I know we were talking about the legalities of it. You know, does it constitute income? Do you have to report it? As far as I'm concerned, you know, if you need that side hustle, more power to you. You know, the way things are right now and the way the government tends to give all the big breaks to the people who don't really need the side hustles because they already have all these big incomes coming in. I say go for it. You know, enjoy your side hustle. If it's something you love, you do it on the side. And if it's bringing you a little extra money, hey, more power to you. So those of you who do have your own little side hustles, you know, go ahead Send us your side hustle story over on our Facebook. We'd love to take a little read about it. Or steal it. <laughs> or steal it. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, yep. tune in next week when we talk about the Global Seed Vault. It's a real doozy. Why don't you give us a little preview, John? Shut your yes. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, thank you for joining us today. You can find links to the stories mentioned in this episode in the podcast description. And if you like what you hear, give us a rating on your podcast app. It helps us grow the Full Scoop community, and that keeps the lights on. You've just received the Full Scoop, and we'll have more for you next week. Bye.